This is CliffCentral.com. What makes men tick? Join us as we delve into the three core desires at the heart of every man. Hi, and welcome to Man to Man Talks. Uh, this is episode two in a series of podcasts around everything man, masculine, and, and manhood. Carling Black Label is a proud sponsor of Man to Man Talks with myself, Craig Wilkinson, and Khalil Osiris. Join us in standing up and saying no to woman abuse because enough is enough. Champions take action. Khalil, great to be back again. Great to be here. Great to be here. And, and especially talking about a, a, a topic, a subject as important as men, Absolutely. men validating Absolutely. men. Absolutely. In the last one we, episode, we talked about how men and women are equal but stunningly different. And uh, today we're going to go into the whole topic of you know what drives the heart of men. Last episode we talked about how men so often act irrationally. Some of the things that they do as adults uh, are things that they do knowing that, man, if I get caught doing this, it's going to destroy my marriage and destroy my career and my reputation. And yet they still do it. And, and <laughs> so we want to talk a bit about the things that drive drive men. Yeah, and, and you know, this is a, a, a very important aspect of uh, the discussion about men because – Oftentimes, we we get sidetracked or necessarily so on the behavior, right. because that's the most visible yes. aspect yes. of of the challenges that we face in society with respect to men who do behave poorly, right. who 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 act in ways that are uh, vicious and toxic. The deeper issue here for me is that we've got to become much more reflective about what is driving the behavior. Right? Why the why? Why the why? Yeah. And and looking too at the fact that men and women are driven by different hormones and drivers and you know even structurally often um, scientists have found I think over a hundred ways in which we we structured differently. I mean science has shown now that uh, females tend to use more white matter in their brains, which tends to integrate the, the the left and right hemisphere, which tends to deal more with feelings. Whereas guys tend to use more grey matter, which is the logical and the the rational. And but I think at a heart level. This is really where it's at. You know, the, the, the heart drives us, doesn't it? You know, Absolutely. Often we're not driven by our minds and our hearts. And uh, I, I love the book written by an American author called John Eldridge. He wrote, he wrote a book called Wild at Heart. Yes. And in this he talks about the three things that he, he says are at the core of every boy's heart, every man's heart growing up are these three things. And he says the first one is the desire for a, a battle to fight. Uh, the second one is the desire for an adventure to live. And the third one is the desire for a beauty to pursue or rescue. And uh, I, I just love the way he puts that because if you think about those three things, the battle, the adventure, and the beauty, if you look at the movies that men have made famous, you know, every one of those movies yes. has those three <laughs> themes, doesn't it? You know, every James Bond, every Dard, there's the evil guy who fights. There's, right. the, there's the car chase and the crazy adventure. And, and there's the, uh, the, there's always the beauty, the reason we do all this kind of stuff. And, uh, it, it's just it's so pertinent, isn't it? Absolutely. And it, when you think about it, just in terms of um, when looking at the behavior that so often we identify with young boys, mm. the craziness, right. the absolutely um, unexplainable behavior of young boys going out and and wrecking their bikes and <laughs> exactly finding some mountain uh, to ride a bike on that's the bike's not even designed for that right. terrain and yeah. and yet here they are doing this kind of stuff and yes, yes. and so there's a kind of recklessness um right. oftentimes uh, that we see in the behavior of young boys and men but i i don't think that we give enough thought to 
why that recklessness is there and and can we do something different right or do uh, we need to do something different? yeah i mean understanding that at the core of boys is so crucial for us to raise boys to be men and for us who, who are really grown men because a lot of those behaviors are, are still there the, the the desire i mean if I remember when my son was 11, I said to Luke, uh, you know, what do you want to do for your birthday? Uh, come up with anything, you know, as long as it's not too expensive, we'll do it. And he comes up with a list. He says, Dad, he says, and he wrote a list. He said, Dad, I want to invite all my friends around and we want to wrestle with you. <laughs> and then number two, we want to have an arm wrestling competition. Number three, we said we want to play some rugby in the, in the yard. Number four, uh, we want to have some fireworks. But he said, Dad, do you, I don't want to just light the fireworks. Do you mind if we blow something up? He says. <laughs> and then he wanted to have a braai, you know, barbecue. Then he wanted to stay up the whole night playing PlayStation competitively with his friends. And Khalil, it was just, I mean, I looked at this list and I thought, this is so beautiful. Where does this come from? I can't see my daughter coming up with this list, you know. And we did this. I mean, we, all his mates came around, wrestled our stiff for days. I mean, we, 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 we terrorized the neighborhood. We, I mean, we had, but you, you could almost smell the testosterone in the, you know, it was yes. palpable. The house the next day was an absolute, you know, we, we, we asked, uh, my wife left and, you know, it was just the guys and it was just, it was chaos and mayhem, but it was beautiful. And, it's in, innate, as you say, in this boy, you know, this desire. And there was just this battle and this adventure. You know, it, it was there. It well, I, I think that first and foremost, it's important for us to, to recognize how natural yeah. uh, it's, it it's is. It's okay. It's good. That, that it's, yeah, it's not something for us to suppress yes. or for us to try to make him feel inadequate because he has it. Yes. Um, and oftentimes, if there's no place for it, uh, an example uh, that immediately comes to mind uh, to me is uh, I do a lot of work in schools and prisons. And uh, in schools, oftentimes you'll see the boy who is most fidgety in class, mo- the most kind of disruptive behaviorally in class, um, unable to sit still in his in, in his seat and and need to get up multiple times to go to, right. to sharpen his pencil or go to the to the loo or something like that. You'll oftentimes find that same boy. Put in a different environment, given something um, like sport, uh, where he can express this energy right. in a healthy way, that boy uh, goes from being um, punished in his class yes. to being celebrated on the field. Absolutely. So yeah. it's it's really important that we understand how this energy manifests itself in young boys, what what to do with it yes. in, that will shape it in, in, a, in a very positive way without dampening the spirit of, right. of, of the young boy himself. Absolutely. And if we don't have a sense of how important the energy is, how, how, how to value yes. this quality in a young boy, yes. then very often we'll make grave errors in terms very of so. how we chastise the boy yeah. uh, for having something that's actually – quite normal and and in fact predictable 100 percent. i mean if we just unpack those three areas in our lives and in the lives of men around you know this this desire for a battle to fight uh, it's inherent and and i think it's so important to acknowledge that it's not it's not just about a macho fight an arm wrestle or a it's it's a it's a it's a reason it's a purpose it's something to 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 pit your strength against a cause you know if you look at um, you know, you take a young guy who, who, for instance, is not an athlete, but he plays chess. Yes. And, and you say to the young guy, you know, do you, do you mind losing? 
Yes. I mean, uh, like really? No, exactly. I mean, he wants to win that game, you know. I mean, that he wants to take that other guy's king and queen. And, and this whole issue of in, innate in every man, isn't there, is this desire for a battle. I, I remember, I mean, I, I'm sure you've got many stories from you. I mean, I remember when we were living in New Zealand and I was about 10 years old that we had this forest at the, at the bottom of our yard. And I used to, you know, talk about battle and adventure. I, I mean, I used to love the movie Tarzan. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, know, we're from that generation. We're from that generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing, but yeah. It's, it, <laughs> but uh, they've made a few remakes. So it's, it's, yeah, no, yeah, Tarzan's yeah. been updated. <laughs> exactly. He, 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 he's a, he's a uh, different kind of guy today. He's, have they at least yeah. made him a black guy now? No, I, I, well, he, we're, he's on the cut. He looks kind of brownish. <laughs> <laughs> so they're covering all their bases, but he's still a dude, not a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember Tarzan, man, and I used to, I used to go into this forest. I used to uh, take my shirt off, wear sort of shorts. <laughs> I had this knife. I used to put it in my belt. You know, and, I mean, I was Tarzan. I, mean, I was going through this, you know, all these stories in my head, you know. But it was in me. You know, it was this real desire. I want to have a you know, battle and adventure. And it was so beautiful. You know? Yes, man. Yeah. And it, and I and I think, Craig, th- this is one of the um, very important lessons and um, kind of teachable uh, periods in a young person's life, a young boy's life, um, of just validating him for this desire. Yeah. And, and for most of us as boys, it's actually quite incoherent. We, yeah. we don't think that. Not consciously aware. No, we're not aware that yeah. we, that this is the driver. We, yeah. we kind of just grow up with it and no one explains it to us. There's no kind of conversation about right. what it is. And so we have to, we stumble through and try to find our way and make yeah. sense of it. And, and some of us do better than others, yes. uh, obviously. Um, uh, for me, it was sport. Right. Uh, you know, if we're going to play football, American football, I'm quarterback. Right. If we're going to play American baseball, uh, I- I'm going to be either the pitcher on first base. Right. I- where the action is. Yes. You know, I- I'm, I'm constantly thinking of, um, things that I can do in sport that is going to just meet this in a this kind of basic primal desire for battle for battle for right, you right. know to to have something to overcome yes. to pit my strength against this and my intellect against this uh, whatever this challenge is and Absolutely. so that quality is actually quite endearing when you see it and you and you can validate it right. and lift right. it up and when it's and, used well and when it's used well it's beautiful and powerful i mean you you mentioned sport and that's it's so informative isn't it that, that the majority of sport is followed by men. I mean, men, a lot of men are absolutely sports mad. And, uh, you know, on, on, the, on a typical Saturday afternoon, a guy's either playing sport or watching sport or going to a sports stadium. And, but, yeah, but he might even be you know, at a romantic dinner or something, but he's got, he's got the cell phone under the table and he's checking the score, the cricket <laughs> score, you know, and he loses concentration and gets into a whole lot of trouble. I mean, so, I mean, why does it matter to us as guys? I mean, this whole thing, because in a sense, that's our, those sportsmen are our gladiators and they're oh, fighting absolutely. our battles. And, and, and it always interests me how, you know, you've got guys here in South Africa who have, uh, they, they're soccer fans, but they'll have a British soccer team that they absolutely support. Like, I mean, they've never been to the UK. No, there's no, but there's something that, and that, that's their team, man. And when that team wins, they feel like a million dollars. When that team <laughs> loses, they get all depressed, you know. It's, it's a fascinating thing. Oh, man. I, you know, look, I'm, uh, here in South Africa now, uh, and spend, um, much of the year in South Africa. Um, and then, but right now, uh, we're in the NBA finals, uh, the playoffs. Uh, right, right. and, and so I, I remember we were at, just came back from, uh, being in the bush and, 
uh, having this wonderful weekend, just a fabulous time. Mm. I know at least at least uh, a third of that time I was trying to find a way to figure out <laughs> what happened. What's the score? <laughs> what's the score well, here? What team do you, what's, what's going on? You know, so I mean, so I'm so culturally, though, yeah. I'm in South Africa. Yeah, it's the same and there's principle. no right. There's, there's there's no context for the NBA. Yeah. I'm I'm constantly thinking about trying to chase, look the channels and find out what's going on. So and you're still a kid. That's the yeah, thing you're yeah, a kid. I mean, yeah, it yeah, matters it, to you who wins or who doesn't. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because those are your gladiators there. They're fighting a battle. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. I mean, and I think often growing up in today's world, there isn't enough expression for legitimate battle, is there? Yeah. You know, we were talking with Gareth in the last uh, episode that how every, pretty much every generation of men prior to us had a war to fight, the World War One, World War Two, whatever, whatever war it was. And there was this real cause and purpose. And in many ways, a lot of those wars were just unnecessary and destructive. I mean, as all war always is, but it still doesn't change the fact that innate in, the, in a boy's heart is this desire. You know, you, 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 you put a boy, a bunch of boys and give them free play. I mean, I've, I've, I've known parents who are pacifists who do not want to give their kids or their sons a toy gun. Oh, but, absolutely. But, but you know yes. what they do, man? They go and they find a stick and that becomes the gun. They cut their toast in the shape of a handgun. You know, they, they get out there and, and, and things become, you know, because innate in a boy is this desire to, to have this battle. I mean, free play with a bunch of boys is very different to free play with a bunch of girls. The kind Certainly. of games they're going to come up with. Yeah. And it's, I, and I think that that's why, uh, it becomes so important for us to be much more conscious about the environment that we create. For, yes. for, for young boys. Yes. Because if we're not, uh, conscious of how their, uh, desire to fight a battle is un- unfolding in their lives, uh, oftentimes it can be very distorted. Yes. Yes. And, uh, where there is no battle, we'll create one. Correct. Uh, Gareth even said that, um, while everyone in his family, he can't remember a time, he doesn't remember a time when someone in his family wasn't engaged in some war. Right. And that he's the first generation not to. And he says, right. in some ways, he almost wishes that he, he had uh, right, right. A, a, some kind of battle uh, of similar uh, type to fight himself. Yes, yes. And then you suggested that, you know, what he's doing is, is, is actually that in another way um, right. with, with the radio station and all those kinds of things. And he was immediately dis- dismissive of it. He yeah. said, no, 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 that's not quite it. Right, you right. Know, but again, and, and w- what we know is that it is, but it is. Um, yeah. the whole idea of how do we work through that? How do we, exactly. How do we find legitimate battles as men to fight? Because we need them, don't we? Yes. And I think what happens is we become very sanitized. I mean, if you look at computer gaming now, I just read the other day, it's become, it's, they're looking at putting it as part of an Olympic event. Oh, gaming. yes. Gaming. Gaming, yes. Gaming, there are how many, 140 million gamers or something in the United States. And I mean, this, in a sense, is, is the battle, isn't it? I mean, and it's predominantly guys that are doing it. And it's guys stepping in. This is their new battlefield. I can, I can fight you in, the, in a virtual game. And I mean, in some ways, it's, it, 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 it satisfies the desire. But in other ways, it's not real, is it? I mean, this desire to have, I mean, we live in a society, in a world in which there are many battles to fight. There are many great causes to stand up for. And, you know, men are designed for battle, to be dangerous. And we need to find expression for that in a legitimate and beautiful way. Right. And if, and if we don't, uh, oftentimes what happens is, 
we end up with the kinds of uh, misuse of masculinity right. and uh, the misuse of uh, the power that is there and inherent and and quite predictable. Uh, but we we end up with such caricatures of it, right. and the caricatures oftentimes are becoming the dominant um, stereotype, the dominant right. kind of uh, um, presentation of what boys are like or what right, young right. what men are like. Yeah, yeah. And so, this is why I, I'm I'm really pushing us to in these conversations uh, to begin to think differently about uh, what it means to be. A man. Yes. And so the question of the drivers, the issue of the drivers for making of men, the making of men, men making men. The battle it, invention. The beauty. battle. Yes. It, great. Think about this. If a young boy um, doesn't have an adequate role model. Yes. To be a healthy young man and we leave him to his own devices and the outcome is that he doesn't know. He never gets validated. Right. He he never kind of figures it out yeah. because there's no, there's no space in which uh, he's allowed to mature. He's encouraged to uh, develop a mature understanding of yes. what it means. Then the 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 fault is ours as the elders in the right. community. Right. We're not there to show them how to harness right. their strength to fight a good battle. But we're quick to blame the young boy. We're Very quick mature. we're quick to to blame youth yeah. for something that we ourselves as elders in the community haven't provided an adequate Correct. example Correct. of what it should look like. And so many times us as the elders and the fathers in the community ourselves have a woundedness. Yes. And ourselves didn't have this desire in us to you know, the, the battle of NGB, it wasn't validated in us. I mean, if you think about so many young boys growing up now with single moms, uh, they go to school, it's predominantly female teachers, and women are natural nurturers and natural protectors. And this young boy growing up, he wants to, you know, fight some battle, and it's, it's not, it's not uh, affirmed. In fact, it's, it's, uh, as you said, chastised. It's, it's bad. You don't behave like that. That's bad behavior. I mean, you, you go back to the, the example of the bicycle used. I mean, I, when we were living in Nice, I saw this, you know, so, I mean, if you talk about the adventure, you know, for a boy, it's not enough. A bicycle is not enough just to get from A to B, is it? You know, Not at all. I mean, you give a, a bicycle to a young girl and a young boy, they're going to look different, those bikes, in three weeks' time. For the boy, it's got to be – I saw a bunch of boys. My son was involved. You know, They were chilling out on their BMX bicycles after school one day. And some one of the kids suggested, I wonder what would happen if we rode our bikes into that brick wall over there. <laughs> and you know, it seemed a good idea to them. So they did. They turned their bikes, all of them, I don't know, eight or ten of these young guys to 11 or 12 years old. And they, they rode their bikes straight into a brick wall. Now, yeah. I mean, that kind of behavior, if you ask the average woman, do you, and you do get that? I mean, I mean, moms were, moms were phoning the school psychiatrists, you know, yeah. what's wrong? Yeah, give me some more, what, what's that stuff? Ritalin. Ritalin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, yeah tame you know, this behavior. I mean, this is not acceptable behavior, but you know, to a boy, it's, it's that adventure. It's, you know, take it to the next level. I mean, and so the moms are, Pumping the lid written. What are the, the dads doing? I mean, the dads are sidling off to the garage to find their own bicycle because <laughs> they want to try it as well. I mean, it's, it's innate and it's so, it's so beautiful. You know, and I think all the guys out there, I mean, the, the guys listening to this, we need to get in touch with that. You know, the fact that we want the battle, we want the adventure, the wildness, and, but we need to do it well. And, and come to terms with this, the fact of recklessness yeah. that, that there is, um, there has to be awareness that this quality exists and 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 it's not something that we necessarily need uh to always tame yeah. we must find space it. 
to harness it yeah, yeah. so that it can be used for good. Listen, you talk about uh, your son uh, and his friends um, as very small boys wanting to figure out what would happen if they ran their bicycles into a wall. I, you know, I had gotten um, I had, as we as I told my story about having been in prison and not being there for my uh, oldest son, particularly. But I got out and my uh, youngest son, who was at the time uh, 15 years old, and he came to live with me. And I I had some guilt around the idea that I, the fact that I hadn't been there for much of his life and all of those kinds of things growing up. And so now him and I are uh, living in the same space. I'm, I'm, I'm dad. Fantastic. Officially, I'm dad, Wonderful. right? And so uh, I remember when he got to 11th grade and uh, he was about to go into 12th grade and he had said he wanted a car. And so, I mean, it seemed perfectly reasonable to me. And I, and my oldest son, I never got him a car because I wasn't present. But now I have a chance to make up for that. And I'm hmm. so I get my son a car. Um, about three months later, I had been out of the country, came back, and I got got to the house. And I'm I asked, so son, where I didn't see your car? Where's your car? He says, uh, he says, no, dad, it's it's, it's fine. I said, no, but where's the car? Uh, because I was still actually making payments on the insurance. <laughs> and so he says, Dad, I, I you know, I, I wrecked the car. I said, you wrecked the car? He says, oh, Dad, wait a minute. Like, you're, you're acting really hectic here. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? I'm acting hectic. You you wrecked the car, son. He says, Dad, you have been in prison way, you were in prison way too long, Dad. What you need to understand, every parent knows, every dad knows that his son is going to wreck the first car he gets. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm like, well, had I known that, I'd have got you another bicycle. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, but yeah. this whole idea yeah. Yeah. of the fact that, yeah, you, you're going to, I'm going to wreck my, uh, yeah, I wrecked the car. It's right. like, right. don't get hectic about it, yeah. dad. It's, it's these things happen. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And so I, I think about that and the, uh, the kind of recklessness and, and again, the recklessness is not the problem. It's when it's not harnessed. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's just when it's when you don't give it a context and a structure so that it can flourish and then mature into something else, uh, Craig, because recklessness um, is just it's it's a quality. It's a passion. It's energy, which needs to be used well. We label it reckless. Yeah. Recklessness, um, because oftentimes we don't know what to do with it. Right. But it's just an, a, another type of energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about the advances we've made as humankind, you know, I mean, discovering oil and gold and building. I mean, you look back at any of our ancestors, no matter where you come from in this world, our male ancestors were not content to stay put. No. They? I mean, ever. they might have had a great Never. family, some cattle, a wife, a crow, whatever. But there was always this hankering, and I wonder what's over the sea. I wonder what's up that mountain. I mean, I love the fact that if you look at the early explorers, sea explorers, I mean, they were convinced that the world was flat. Yes. So at some point, they'd reach the end and fall over. <laughs> they were convinced that there were sea monsters in there that would consume them. But Khalil, I just love the fact that they still got in a boat and they went. <laughs> they just, they went. Absolutely. Because this desire for adventure, you know, to, it, it was there. It's beautiful. And I mean, what that's led to is discovery and progress. It's also led, I mean, we must, so the, so the downside of it is it's a disaster, war and pillage and rape, et cetera. But if used well, if these desires, desire for battle, desire for adventure, the desire to pursue a beauty, and we'll talk about that now, are used well, we would live in paradise. I mean, imagine if every man used his desire to fight 
for battle, to fight against what's wrong and stand up for what's right. Absolutely. We wouldn't need a police force, would we? Oh, man, it would be. It's, and, and I think that's the, the, really the issue here is what are we offering as an alternative yeah. to the toxic masculinity that we see right. so often in society? Right. We, it's one thing to indict it. Yes. And, and as we must. Yes. But it's quite another thing to really begin to construct a, a model that will eclipse the toxic max masculinity. Right. What what does that look like? And yeah. there's not enough discussion around the issue of how we get there. How do we yeah. get from this this really nasty type of of of, of the use of male power, um, abusive use of male power, um, as we see in the Weinstein's and the Matt Lowers and the, the Bill Cosby's and even in our our, our personal lives, because you and I, we, we talk about how uh, as as men, we we have done things ourselves uh, that perpetuate the stereotype and, and not used our masculine power uh, for the best possible right. uh, good. But at the end of the day, it does come down to how do you get to the place where it's turned around, that, yes. we, that we transform that negative energy yes. into something. Uh, that can be celebrated and used Absolutely. for a greater good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I 100% agree. I think the starting point is to realize that this is what makes up boys, and it's good, and it's okay. I mean, that third element, the whole um, pursuing the beauty, yes. is, is, is also a very key part of men. I mean, men are, you know, you put a bunch of men uh, with, with, with a group of women, there, there's, there's this desire to win the heart of the beauty. I mean, I'll never forget we, when I was running Outward Bound, as CEO, we did a lot of fundraising, and uh, we, we got this group of Australian guys across from Australia who were wealthy individuals who wanted to tour Africa. Yes. But they also wanted to make some donations to Outward Bound. So we had this agreement with them where we would take them to show them South Africa. We took them to the, the game reserve, et cetera, et cetera, and, and then they went up to climb, climb Kilimanjaro. But they'd pay us way more than the cost so that they would donate some dollars to our Outward Bound school. But I had these guys. It was me and 12 Australians in a, in a, in a vehicle, drive, a game drive vehicle in Pilansburg Game Park. And we came across this most incredible sight. You know, it, it was just a kill. It was a, a lion that killed, I think, a zebra. And there were um, hyenas and there were vultures. It was just a beautiful, amazing. I mean, in Australia, you've got everything, everything there as a park. Yes. You know, when you see this, it's quite – and uh, they were mesmerized. But what happens is the game driver gets on a – phone and he calls out the radio calls all the other game vehicles so slowly these game vehicles started arriving and one arrived and it was a group of brazilian models and uh, <laughs> you can imagine the scene i mean there were a couple, you know a couple of them scantily clad i mean these suddenly serengeti didn't exist i mean they were just completely focused on this on this vehicle with these 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 beautiful women i teased them for the rest of the tour i said man you might as well be in a parking lot in australia I mean, you, this, this, you know. Because suddenly this, the, 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 the sight of these ladies eclipsed this incredible, you know, and it's, it's, you know, Absolutely. guys are driven. So I mean, that, that, the drivenness to the beauty is, it's just there. But you know, going back to what you were saying in terms of how do we harness this for good? If you, the, those three things, the desire for battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to pursue or rescue, if those are used well, we live in a paradise. Man using his desire for battle to fight against what's wrong, stand for what's right. His desire for adventure to build a life bigger than just A to B in his own immediate family. The desire to pursue the beauty, to win the heart of a beauty and to love her and to protect her and be faithful to her. I mean, this is what men are designed to be. Well, and that's why for me, I mean, in my own journey, 
uh, one of the things that has in now that I'm older and, you know, we're in a place where we have a great deal more maturity and we've had time to reflect on right. uh, the choices we've made along the way. Uh, and I, I look at my relationship now with my wife and um, one of the things that is like most powerful for me about my relationship um the the fact that she's so beautiful and but the other side of this is that she's not just my wife she's my spiritual partner right so i get the best of all worlds uh, in in a manner of speaking yeah. and um this is but uh, again this is something that has taken me years to gain clarity about right. and i i know how poorly i behaved um, as a young man, in terms of the misuse of this, uh, uh, of this desire to pursue the beauty yeah. and, and to win over the heart of the beauty. Right. Um, and, and, and even, even, even Craig, uh, just the ideal of the, the battle to fight, how, um, so often I got it wrong. I, I mean, the battles I chose yes, were the wrong uh, battles. Were the wrong battles. Yeah. And so even if I won, I lost. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. And so, if we don't have some context for how even to think about what it looks like to choose a battle yes. or to be engaged in a battle. And how to fight that and, battle and how, well. Right. How to fight it well. And what, what tools do you have uh, as a man in, 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 in terms of using your male power, your yes. masculine yes. power yeah. um, for good? Then, you know, it, it really is um, a, a difficult uh, journey to make. And, and, and it really is... Um, kind of expected that most of us quite a number of us will get it terribly wrong right yeah the desires there to fight the desires there for adventure desires for beauty but we misconstrue it and misuse it yeah and that's uh, that's one of the tragedies that we as men have right, to come right. face to face with and and own right i i love the fact that you know true masculinity is a powerful beautiful gift to humanity and if we just harness those desires and those drivers well and use them well, we become a great gift as opposed to when we get it wrong, it's a great curse. And so masculinity is a beautiful thing. And I think that the more we can evidence that yes. as, as, as elder men, yes. as, as, as men who have a responsibility to be the role model, right. uh, to be the example, um, and that also is available uh, not just kind of on the sideline, but act actively going out, engaging young boys, very much so. young men in ways that inspire them, right? Um, to want to listen to and to want to change and to want to grow in in, in ways that are healthy and and that serves their their family themselves yeah. and their community. Uh, I think that that's really for us um, a Im- very important starting point, right? Absolutely. And I mean, you, you say starting point, we're going to end up this, this podcast now, but it starts with us too, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's a matter of looking at ourselves as men and saying, where is that boy inside me that still wants to battle the men? How am I harnessing that and how am I using the strength that I have as a male for greatness? Absolutely. It's been a joy. It's been a great joy. Look forward to the next one. In a country where one in two women are victims of abuse, it's important that we take the time to discuss a way forward, man to man. Carling Black Label is a proud sponsor of Man to Man Talks with myself, Craig Wilkinson, and Khalil Osiris. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. This is CliffCentral.com.